Hi everyone, I hope you're all doing well. I'm back again, another week, another podcast episode. Thank you all for sticking around. Um, and if you've been listening to all of my episodes, I really, really do appreciate you and your support means the world to me. I don't feel like I'm in the best of spirits at the moment. Um, Honestly, I feel like I say that a lot, but I also am like a very positive person or that's something that I really value a lot because I don't think I would be where I am in any way, shape or form if I weren't. So I'm trying to be, but there's just, I have a lot of stressors at the moment and, um, I just like don't even know where to start or what to do and I just don't even know what I'm doing really and I wish I don't know I just I'm feeling pretty like I would say I'm feeling pretty alone in this moment and I just wish that I had someone like in my corner I guess And I know that people are, but I guess I just mean more so, I don't really even know what I mean. Um, But I just feel really lost in a lot of ways. Um, On that note, I have to move apartments and I don't really know how to do so like move furniture and stuff like that. So I'm really stressed out about that. Um, I think my new roommates and I are going to take the couch that is in my current apartment and I don't really know how to move the couch. It's not really something that, it's not gonna fit through the door as it is, first of all. Um, It's like a large sectional. Uh, I don't have elevators in my building and It's heavy, so I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. So if anyone in the Boston area knows of, like, professional movers who can move, like, a couch, let me know because this somehow has to happen within the next couple of weeks. And, again, I'm really, really overwhelmed by it. Like, I can't even describe how overwhelmed I am, honestly. Um... I just, oh my gosh, I wish, in some ways I wish that I could use my podcast to say like what I really think and how I really feel, and I do, like I, I don't, I'm not, it's not like I'm being fake on here, it's just that there are some things that I obviously can't share online, um, and I just wish I could, but usually I just make what I do. I have a journal, obviously, but I also do voice memos sometimes, like on my phone, just to myself, so I can just speak out, speak the things out loud. Um, Obviously, therapy is also great for this. I just, um, yeah. I, that's also a whole separate conversation. Anyway, that's just where I'm at. Really stressed about moving. Really not 
feeling my best in multiple ways. And I wish that I could cry a lot and scream a lot, but just it's just not coming out of me. So, yeah. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about something, I guess, sort of interesting. Um, because it's a conversation that I've had with a lot of people just like over the course of my life, but also recently it's arisen a lot and I... I guess it would be interesting to know what you all think. And it's definitely very, I mean, I think there's, it's clear cut in a lot of ways, but it's also very nuanced. Um, so we'll get into that. Basically, um, I want to talk about the whole concept of separating the art from the artist. And what I will say overarchingly is that I don't think that you can. I do my best to not consume any type of art or media or anything or any content from from people I think are problematic or don't have values that align with mine. Um, I think that obviously everyone's human and everyone makes mistakes, but it goes beyond just like making mistakes. Like I don't listen to music by people by made by people who are abusers or murderers or things like that um i don't like supporting people who are who are extremely um racist and use hate speech and wreak harm on their communities like i just don't think a lot of people say that they can separate the art from the artist but for me i think it goes back to what I talked a little bit about in my activism podcast episode, which is that at the end of the day, what you're consuming, like, you have to pay, at least I think that it's important to pay attention to what you consume because you are giving those people business in whatever way, shape, or form that you do. Like, um, every view, every listen, every download, every... Like, just everything, you know, is, um, helps that person, right? When there are so many people out there who are just as talented, if not more talented, who deserve that recognition. Um, I think that a lot of people who are problematic will be, are perfectly well off, and I don't think that we need to... I just, I think that it's important to give other people recognition who are genuinely trying to improve the lives of the people around them and provide, you know, content that is helpful to people and just uplifting people. Um, this is obviously hard because... Firstly, I don't think, again, everyone is human, so I, I think it's very risky to put people on a pedestal, and I don't recommend that. That being said, have I been disappointed by artists or, like, any type of creator out there, actor, whatever, um, who, and not even that, like, even people in the political space or just in any field, really, Notable people. Have I been disappointed by 
actions of someone I really admired in those spaces? Yes. Um, and it can be devastating 100% because you could be so invested in what someone is providing for you, whatever content they're providing for you, the messages that you take away from them. Um, but then you discover that they, they did this and this and it's really tragic um, because I don't know, I think, well, you, it's just obviously we all inherently want to have faith in others, right? Uh, so there are a couple things that I do want to discuss. One being the nuanced part of it, this, which is that, so the other day I was discussing this with some people and a lot of people were like, well, we also have to recognize that, you know, let's say take like any famous person who is an abuser. First of all, again, I personally don't support that. Um, I don't want to support that person. I don't condone it in any way. Other people around me were saying that a lot of these people may have grown up in like, it's like cyclical, like they grew up being abused. And so then that's like what they think is the standard. And then that just gets perpetuated. I fully understand that. And I fully understand that in like, we are products of our environments. But I still don't think that you know, as a grown person, you should be, like, your actions, I don't know, I, it's like, yeah, like, I, I get what you're saying, but that doesn't make what you did any better, right, and that doesn't mean that I need to support you, because, like, or support the content that you make, because it's really, there's, again, there are so many people out there who are also products of those same environments, you know, potentially, and don't do those things. So, I don't know. I I personally don't even like to think there is a gray area, but I think to other people, there is a gray area, and I guess if you were to use that argument, yeah, like, there would be, but I just don't think, well, I just don't want to, I don't think that anyone should get a pass. Now, that being said, I think it's also important to acknowledge the the role that racism, sexism, homophobia, all of these things have in all of this and the double standards that are set because for example, like okay, let's take I oh my god I don't even want to use like names but I guess I should provide an example okay let me just take let me just share bear with me for this and please 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 think about constructively about what I'm saying um I am just relaying something that was said in conversation with someone obviously I don't like Chris Brown I don't condone his actions and I'm just I don't think that we should be supporting him in this day and age. Um, someone, I I was talking to someone once who said um, that she feels like it's unfair because he is held to a different standard because he's a black man. And so like, why, why are people still listening to, you know, white men who've done the same things that he has, but not him, right? And that is totally valid, totally fair, and I totally agree. 
there's a hundred percent a double standard and all and all of this plays a huge huge role in that I just don't I still don't want to support Chris Brown though and I know that I personally also if like his white counterparts were doing this have done the same things I don't support them either um I also do think that the media scrutinizes the actions of people of color and especially of women of color and queer people of color more than again their white counterparts their straight counterparts um a hundred percent so you know something that something that chris brown does is gonna make headlines more than like you know a white man could have done the same thing and it doesn't make those headlines so it's it's frustrating to see that as well um i'm not gonna dive into it too much here because i honestly need to get all the facts myself i haven't read the lawsuit myself i haven't had the capacity to do so um but i'm sure a lot of you have heard about the recent allegations um made against lizzo which honestly really that really shattered my heart because I, I don't listen to like her music that often, but I, I, you know, so I, I don't even know whether to talk about this in past tense or present tense, but I've always, always, always supported Lizzo. I think that what she has done for the community and for the world, it ha is spectacular and like so much more than what a lot of other people in her position have done. Um, she has given back so much like two different communities and you know it's beyond obviously the the boss body positive movement that you know she of which she is a cornerstone i feel like it's like she's so outspoken about so many different issues and genuinely does what she can to redistribute her wealth um and i just i i've always just admired the the stances that she's taken given that she in a lot of ways like d didn't necessarily have to do so because she's kind of because she has that privilege to not do so right but at the same time you know in some ways she probably doesn't because she is a black woman a fat black woman who has been under so much scrutiny since she blew up really um so Obviously, again, I still need to read all the facts, but basically she had a lot of allegations against her regarding um, sexual harassment and discrimination based on body and like size and stuff like that um, from, you know, her employees, from dancers on her tour, I believe. This was really shocking to discover or to see, and it's, I don't think... It's hard because like I don't think that these things would necessarily come out of nowhere. Um but it just it's like out of everyone why would she be doing these things, right? Especially the especially the um how she she allegedly like fired someone because they had gained weight. Like I just why would she do that if that's like not that's such a huge part of 
like what her values are and what her message is um I don't know like I I I mean she did put out a statement and she didn't necessarily affirm or deny confirm or deny anything I felt like probably her statement could have been stronger but I think it was also vague for a reason and people are really coming for her you know since this this all has happened um and she's always been I don't know the thing is too even in the past like if she's made a mistake she's always been like the first one to own up to it and so I think it's interesting that she's not doing it in this case I don't really know what to even think or I would love to hear what y'all have found out because I'm I'm probably missing some information um but yeah I I think it also is I was talking to you know a couple of my friends about this and we were just saying like it is very important to acknowledge that a, a double standard 100% exists because she is a big black woman and if she were a skinny white woman like what necessarily would people be saying would people be would people be coming at her the same way they are now would people be so quick to cancel her in the same way they are now? And honestly, they wouldn't be. And I can say that because there have been plenty of skinny white women who've done some things and yet people are still, you know, like, people are still supporting them so hugely. So I don't, I don't know. It's, I think, again, at the end of the day, it's important to hold people accountable and I 100% stand by separating the art or not separating excuse me excuse me excuse me I 100% stand by not separating the art from the artist because they are one in the same what they put out is who they as part of who they are and I don't want to contribute to their rise and success and following if they're horrible people, if they're making horrible choices, if they're being harmful. Um, some of these people have honestly been very, very, very harmful to multiple communities, to multiple people, and that's really scary, and I don't think we should be condoning that, and it just shows how much having being really rich, having a lot of money, and having a lot of power can do. Um, like, it's it almost seems like you can get out of anything if you, if you achieve a third and thresh a certain threshold and you know the right people uh yeah so that's one thing I think honestly one thing that's that kind of was shattering I feel like maybe earlier on because obviously we've known this for a while but um and maybe some of you will relate looking at you know my fellow Potter heads people who read Harry Potter um I you know, I'm the biggest Harry Potter fan. I grew up I reading those books. I've read the series tens and tens and dozens of times, and I've watched the movies so many times, and I, you know, I even had, like, a Harry Potter club that I, like, started, you know, cheesily on the playground in elementary school, and I've just always loved it. Um, so you know, those years later to, to see that JK Rowling is transphobic 
shattered me, you know, to see someone who, who was so intentional about instilling love, like the, a huge message in Harry Potter is like the concept of love and how that can protect you from so many dangers. And it's like for someone to promote that message of love and to make kids believe that so much is possible to turn around and say that to exclude to be so exclusive to a huge community of 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 people who are you know whose whose lives and rights are threatened every single day is is heartbreaking um and i think that was really shattering i again i don't think that's it's good to put anyone on a pedestal and i definitely don't put rowling on a pedestal and never had but what we knew about her was she created like this whole entire franchise this whole entire series that impacted the lives of so many people so so deeply like even whether you know harry potter or not whether you are a fan or not you can't deny that harry potter kind of like took the world by storm um you know and and so just and to think, and you know, there's always the story about how Rowling like came up from nothing basically, and she was writing like the first drafts of Harry Potter like on napkins because she was too poor to do it, you know, elsewhere. I don't know whether that's true. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but to to hear that kind of inspiring story, and to have this intention of inspiring others with the work that you publish. And then to say such vile things and use her platform to do so is just so incredibly disappointing. Um, and I still don't know like how necessarily to approach or grapple with that because by the time this all came like arose, you know about you know what she what her thoughts are and what her beliefs are. Of course, like. I I had already read, you know, the series so many times. I already seen the movies so many times and you know, and it's and it goes beyond that like, you know, my family like we own the entire Harry Potter series. Like we have all the books. I have, you know, even the books that are extensions of that like Tales of Beetle the Bard and like stuff like that, right? So it's like what do you do in that sense? Um and I I'm not coming on here to say that I have the answers and I'm not coming on here to preach because I'm going to be honest, like I am always in the mood to watch one of the Harry Potter movies. I, I find so much comfort in watching them. I feel so much to this day, like the emotions still get to me um, when certain things happen, when certain scenes happen. And um, I, I, I admire all of the actors so much that it's been hard for me to let go of that. I don't actively, you know, follow rallying or support anything that she does and will not do so moving forward. But it's like she's already in this position, right? Like, she's already a billionaire. Um, she became so rich off of these books. Like, we, we know that. Um, I will say I do really appreciate that the actors, like, especially, you know, like, um, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson and, you know, all of them, they are very outspoken about 
um, trans rights and like LGBTQ rights, um, and they have like verbally and publicly many, many, many times um, disagreed with what Rowling's beliefs are and say that they do stand with the trans community and they have, you know, elevated those platforms and like contributed to the trans community in different ways. So I do really appreciate that. And I think it's important to also acknowledge that and focus on that. Like they don't, they, they are famous and they had the jobs they had because of this woman, but they know that this woman is saying horrible things. So even though a lot of their success and their fame is, well, pretty much all of it is due to her, they're still openly, publicly going against her. And I think that that's really admirable. I think it's really admirable that they're still standing for their values. And I don't know if this was intentional or not, but um, like a year or two ago at this point, I think it might have been the top of uh, 2022, but, um, they came up, they had, like, the Harry Potter reunion, um, thing, like, on, uh, I think it was on HBO, and it was great, like, I watched it with my brother, and we really enjoyed, like, just reminiscing with the cast, um, like, it was literally just the cast, and there, there were times in there where they had started filming this like, years prior, and there were clips, like, of, like, J.K. Rowling, and it's funny, because for everyone else, they just left it, but for hers, they, like, put, like, they clarified that that, that it was filmed in, like, whatever year it was filmed in, because I think they wanted to explain that they would not have asked her to, like, do, to partake in it now, um, but, like, all of this had been filmed in advance, or something. I don't know, I, I kind of noticed that detail, I don't know if it was intentional or not, I feel like it has to be, and so I think that's kind of funny, um, and kind of like a little bit of like a slap in the face to her. Obviously what she says is not funny, but I think it's like if she's going to shut people out and if she's going to be cruel, then like so be it. Like that's that's what you're going to get. Um, and it's hard too because like I was saying before, she promoted like this 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 whole message of love and possibility and and bravery and you know being authentically who you are like honestly like there so many messages like that were in her books and so I can't even, even imagine how many trans people out there and trans kids who read those books and see the a piece of themselves in it and feel like they belong in this world because of it only to find out that the author doesn't believe in their existence. Like, that is so... It's just shattering. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, especially if um, you are a Harry Potter fan and, you know, how you've kind of coped with, with you know, this this news over the past few years and... The, the things that Rowling has said on social media and otherwise. Um, but I knew that I wanted to touch on it here when I was talking about, you know, the concept of separating the art from the artist because 
I think, like, you know, in a lot of ways, with, with consuming, I feel like with musicians or, you know, musical artists, they can keep putting out music, they can keep touring, they can keep doing all these things, and there are ways to actively, like, stop supporting them versus someone who creates a franchise and like that franchise is like done or maybe they're at the end of their career and it's like how do you grapple with that um and how do you make sure that you don't contribute to their platform and success even though it's already like astronomical and and they're already kind of out of reach and out of touch um I don't know I don't know honestly it's it's been yeah it's it's just an interesting thing to to back to to handle but overall like I'm definitely on the side of I I just am someone who can't once you see the world in how in certain ways and once you see the things that have happened it's I can't really unsee that and I don't want to unsee that um and you know it might sound annoying to have someone always be like like always be like oh this person did this this person did this but it's like they could have easily not done what they did right like it's not my fault that those people are problematic and are doing such harmful and hateful things uh when you have the privilege of having so much revenue and like like so much wealth and income and power and such a huge platform it is your responsibility to to and like the fact that your business is dependent on us as consumers it is your responsibility to um i think to a certain extent to 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 be the best version of yourself and to you know just be a decent person it's literally not that hard I think to not do some of these cruel things that people have done so I don't know maybe I'm missing an angle to it I am sorry if this episode like offends anyone I guess um and it's okay if you have other thoughts or if you disagree but that's just where I stand and those are the values that I stick that I to which I want to stick um and I know that everyone approaches it differently and I mean at the end of the day all these people are gonna have the resources that they have and the platforms that they have uh, until until there's a huge huge turnover or huge change or like literally every person on the planet is boycotting so and so things just are how they are um and I obviously there are a lot of like bigger fish to fry so to speak I will leave it there for now um let me figure out what I what song I want to share with y'all today I keep forgetting to to share them ahead of time but oh my gosh you know what I just realized I don't think I've ever shared this song on here and it's like one of the best songs ever um the depth to it the the 
the the the drop that happens like you need to listen to the song when i tell you you need to listen to the song all the way through you need to listen to it all the way through like oh my gosh the chills that you will have um it's called hands by brant orange i will list it in the description of this episode um but please 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 go listen to it um i've been listening to it for years so this isn't like a new song to me but every time i hear it even now years later i absolutely love it like it just makes me feel so many things and my heart swells so that's what i'll share to that in that um aspect um let me think about something that filled me with joy and love this past week I think it's always important to think about those things as well like I know earlier I was talking about you know how I haven't really been in the mood for some things but um I mean like always I've been getting to see a lot of friends over the weekend um my friend Amanda who uh I met in grad school at BUSPH, she's gonna be, she wants to be a doctor, and she's going to be an amazing doctor, and I don't say that about everyone, so shout out to you, Amanda, um, we always talk about, like, well, actually, I mean, we talk about, like, everything, but we always talk about, you know, like, cool places and, like, coffee shops and stuff around the city or just wherever we are, and one thing, if you know me, you know that I love the cauliflower melts at Flower Cafe and Bakery here in Boston. They also have broccoli melts. Either way, you can't go wrong. Like, it's like a seasonal thing, but oh my god, best, best sandwich I've ever had, truthfully. Like, it it is so, so good, and Amanda also agrees, so... We were able to grab cauliflower melts together this past week, this past weekend, and that was really fun because I'm always in the mood for a cauliflower melt, and I'm always in the mood to see her. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to be, you know, seeing some more friends this coming weekend, and I'm excited for that. And yeah, I, I, I hope that you all have a great week ahead. I'm sending you all... Lots and lots of love, and we will talk soon. Bye.